listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Road to Omaha Podcast presented by Apollo Media. You can follow us on Twitter at Road to Omaha Pod. And you can follow Apollo at Apollo H-O-U. And Des, I am back down south. I just got back on Monday afternoon after going to the promised land. I went to the promised land. I went to the College World Series. I went to Omaha, as they like to say. Nebraska, you don't have a whole lot going on. But if you go to Omaha, let me tell you, that place was buzzing. You had a swimming Olympic trials there the week before. College World Series shows up. It's every four years, chaos happens there in Omaha. The city's a little bit bigger than you would think if you've never been and you're a fan of college baseball or your team makes it to the College World Series, highly recommend. It's an experience you won't get back. It's a Super Bowl of college baseball. It's like going to the NBA Finals. It's an MLB World Series type atmosphere. It was crazy. And Luckily, I got to see my team play in the College World Series, and even more luckily, I got to see him win a game in the College World Series. So, Des, how are you feeling prior to, is it, it's going to be Thursday's matchup, so when you're hearing this tomorrow morning, Thursday morning, get this listen in before Texas and Virginia play an elimination elimination game. We're We're recording this on Wednesday evening, I believe, is what you would mm-hmm. call this. It's five o'clock, an hour before first pitch of the Vandy Stanford game. So we will not have the results for that. We may or may not talk about it because when you're hearing this, it's going to be irrelevant. So, Des, how are you feeling about your Texas Longhorns? Look, I said it before we started that the winner of uh, our side of the bracket is going to be one of our two teams. And, um, I, I just thought that they were the two best teams in Omaha outside of Vanderbilt. And, um, we saw your team escape with a, um, Carrie Wood performance and, uh, it sucked. It sucked being on an end of 21 strikeouts. Um, it's never fun when your team does that. Not at all. Uh, but they bounced back and beat Tennessee. I, I honestly have a question, and it's it's not even me asking it, but a lot of people, the streets, are asking it. Is there is there an SEC problem of winning big games? I mean, Mississippi State is carrying the conference right now, and um, it'd just be a real shame if the the whole conference came up short. And, I, and that's not me saying that at all. I'm unbiased. It's it's not the streets. You. No, it's the streets. The streets are talking about it, so I have to report on it. And so um, going into this Texas-Virginia matchup tomorrow, Thursday, the 24th, uh, I feel better because Mississippi State, I think, broke the will of the Virginia Cavaliers. And I may get, I may get you know, a little screen grab and Virginia beats Texas by, you know, 30 tomorrow by saying that. But it just seemed like Virginia was thinking about being double dip, being in the, in the, you know, cruise control position and they didn't finish the game. And last night um, we saw Mississippi state have probably one of the best comebacks in a long, long time in Omaha. And I think it broke the will of Virginia. So um, we'll dive in all those games, but my 
my headspace going into this another elimination game uh, is a lot better than when I felt um, playing Mississippi State the first game of the, uh, of the College World Series. Yeah, and let's go ahead and jump into that Virginia Mississippi State game because, like you said, it's probably you the best start game. There or do you want to you want to go to the beginning? Mm, yeah. Well, all right. We'll start from the top. So Saturday afternoon. Yeah. We had a uh, who played the first game. We had Was NC State Stanford. Team NC of State Destiny, and Stanford. NC State. The other team of destiny, as Des would like to say. Um, yeah, so NC State and Stanford were, were going in. Me and Des talked a lot of shit last week and Saturday morning, Friday afternoon, whenever you listened. Um, we thought NC State was riding too high. We did. Boy, were we wrong. Boy, Very were wrong. we wrong. And we are here, hand up, both of us, hand up. We were wrong. We apologize, NC State fans, because there was quite a few of you in my mentions. I don't know how you found me. I didn't know how we had that many listeners. NC State fans were upset. Were they crawling in the mentions? In my mentions. My oh. individual Twitter mentions, at Stony Strength, not a big deal. Um, yeah, they were they were getting after me. There was like five or six of them, which, granted, that's more NC State fans than I knew were out there. But uh, NC State, you're – you're in the winner's bracket. You're sitting pretty. You got to win one more time to get to the final series. And they're playing really good ball. They, they got destroyed by Jack Leiter, except for he gave up one solo home run, which happened to be it. That's how you won a game. I'm on a solo home run to right field. It was a rocket. And should we talk about the the Barstool Mincy curse? Have you I seen mean, all yeah. of that? I had like, first off, shout out to all the college baseball fanatics um all trying to make an attempt to go out there you know we've seen mincy out there we saw your boy walker out there ben's out there you're out there we've seen ashton do her videos before the game we're seeing great content across um all social media right like everyone's really buying into it and it's a great change up to what's happening in the dog days of the baseball season right now so um <clears throat> It's been a really cool thing there, but this curse, this curse is a real thing. Like he's 0 and sure 9 thing. in games other than what Mississippi State has played. They played two games. They are 2 and 0, and Barstool Mincy has picked Mississippi State both times. And if you're not familiar with Mincy, he's an Ole Miss guy. He's a grad. He's an Ole Miss fan, diehard. You you listen to him talk. You you see his face. You you can tell he's an Ole Miss guy, and. He's 0-9 at picks, and they're trying to grow the game, hashtag grow the game, Barstool in Omaha, and they have their own betting site with Penn, they have Barstool Sportsbook, and they're they're betting willy-nilly on all of these games, and Dave Portnoy is getting upset. El Perez is out there. He's, he's coming for Mincy's head, and if Mincy keeps fucking up, I don't know if he gets to stay because he's so bad that it's comical that it creates so, so much content. So good. It's so great for content. If you're in the content world, you know exactly why he's going to keep staying around. Because if Mincy goes over in any game other than Mississippi State and Mississippi State ends up winning the World Series, I'm not saying it's happening. I'm just saying it, in this world scenario where Mincy picks games and he only picks Mississippi State to win and every other team loses that he picks, how, how bad do you have to feel as an Ole Miss fan? Not just Mincy, Ole Miss fans in general would be livid. They would disown him. 
not not great it's, it's honestly not great at all but it is great like content wise like you said like um it gets me charged up because i, I obviously on the content side of things so um it's pretty freaking wild to be that bad at picking games and, and mid-game like video that he's doing when jack lighter's on the bump he's like he's got a perfect game through four innings here and then, <laughs> and then literally mid video the bomb goes oh. into the right field it goes into the bleachers it was the most insane it's like it it's a literal curse there's no it, other way to describe it for sure and uh speaking of of vandy obviously they uh they've showed they're human right obviously with rocker being rocked up a bit against arizona and then Shout out to Vanderbilt for for battling back and winning that game. It was a damn good ball game for the second game of the season or the tournament. But losing to the team of destiny, the Jack Ladder on the bump, they're in an elimination game tonight. Ah. Uh, and you got your 14-year-old kid on the bump. Yeah. It's it's and not you, Sunday, so they have that going for them, but it is their is third true. pitcher. Yeah. But it is I don't know if they pitcher. have a Wednesday problem. I know they have a Sunday problem. So maybe you're right. Maybe you're right on something there. Maybe oh, it's a third man. day problem. I don't know. Because they started know. playing Thursday, Friday, Saturdays to get rid of the Sunday problem. It was the most genius thing of all time. It was. It, it was, was incredible. But yeah, Vandy's on the brink. As you're listening to this, you will know the results. We will not currently recording this. But yeah, they got Vandy and Stanford. Stanford was one of the hotter teams coming in. Wasn't the hottest. I'd say they were the third hottest team coming into the tournament. NC State and Virginia, they take they take the cake on that. They were too hot. Um. But Stanford, they've got the Stanford stash, the stash boys. They're uh, they're rocking it out there. If they wear black. I feel that's gonna, a little forced. I feel like it's a little forced. They have great stashes. And for someone that is trying to grow a victory stash right now, it is uh, much better than mine, I will say. Yeah. But it needs a little work. You're all right. We'll, I'm still 12 we'll years old, it. if you couldn't tell. But um, Stanford, they're, they're on the brink. Vandy's on the brink. Who's going to be the one? that pushes through and has the game of their lives in order to score one more run than the other team. And I'm, I'm curious. I don't know what's going to happen. I really don't. I don't have a pick in this. Mincy took I, Vandy. I, so take, I, uh, <laughs> I, do with I'm that. I'm taking Stanford. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, it, it kind of be poetic that if Vandy does get bounced today, it was on the, the no offense to that kid who's going to be a superstar, you know, the next two years or any before he gets drafted in the first round. But um, it would be kind of poetic that, you know, we've been talking about that third day problem. Um, but before that, we got to touch on the two teams that are already currently bounced. Um, Rest in peace, my Arizona pick. Your Arizona pick, dead in the water. And they, man, it just feels like that Vandy game, that comeback by Vandy kind of took the wind out of their sails. And then Stanford, Jesus, an eliminated, I mean, 14 runs, 20 hits. Yeah, it, it was a it was a bloodbath, and Arizona did have an inning of life. I think it was the seventh inning, maybe it was the eighth. They scored five, cut it, cut the lead in half. It was ten nothing. If you're in the SEC yeah, tournament, you're run ruled. It was done. Yeah, but they scored five. They had a little life, and then the the consequence was uh, the next inning. Stanford put up another two or three runs. So yeah, they're hot. The Cardinal are good. Vandy is good. They're it's gonna be fun. It's that simply is what's going to happen. It's going to be a very fun game. I don't know how well the wind is right now because in the Mississippi State game last night on Tuesday, wow, the wind was blowing in all sorts of directions. No one had an idea of where the ball was going half the time in the outfield. 
the wind was not blowing out. It was blowing in, yet there was three home runs towards the end of the game. So it was just, it's a weird weather predicament going on in Omaha. The wind front came in on Monday when I was leaving town. It's going to be interesting. I Just because I mean, Mincy took Vandy, I, I would like to take Stanford, but. I, I don't hate it. And I mean, June 22nd, 2021, I think is the best, best day that we've had collectively because my team won an elimination game pretty handily against it means more sec and then your team your team had the like i said in the first half like the most dramatic comeback i think in a long time with five outs to play being no hit it was brutal the virginia kid was on he was absolutely just on and it was it just was one of the games and and Mississippi State had some really good at-bats in those middle innings, and they were just hitting line drives right to people, finding gloves. And I was like, God damn. It's just one of those games where everything is going the right way during a no-hitter, and this could actually happen. And then get to a seven and a thirds of no-hit ball, base knock, and then a bomb. Excuse it was me, not a even walk. Base, a walk. It was a walk. Yeah. And then the first hit of the ball game is a, is a, is a home run that cuts the lead. The four to two, and and then uh, um, I don't know who one of the announcers. It might have been KP who said it, and and you know, obviously know the order better than me. It was um, so Scotty Dubrule hit a walk. Brad Gummis, I believe, struck out, and then Kellen Clark, freshman phenom, six ball. foot four, yeah. DH right now. He'll be a third baseman, shortstop next year. But correct comes to the plate, ropes one into right field into the bullpen. They have life. It was, it, yeah, then, it was life momentum. But KP says something on the on the broadcast, and okay, so it's cut in half. They're making a pitching change, and and then he was like, "Oh, the and nine he said, hitter." He, he says Jordan Allen lurk, and I go, "Oh shit!" Yep. And then I, nine I was like, gets on base. One guy, I was like, one guy just needs to get on, and they're swinging away from from shocking everyone. And sure enough, take it away. Yep, so they they sub in Josh Hatcher, who is a part of this class with Rowdy Jordan and Tanner Allen, who has never not been to Omaha. Josh Hatcher had a, a tremendous part in the 2018 and 2019 season. He was the starting first baseman. He, hell of a player, and just some somehow Chris Malonis, R- Lamonis recruits a bunch of studs, and Hatcher gets bumped from the lineup. That's kind of what happened. And Hatcher gets a base knock, one out in the eighth inning. You're down two. Who do you want at the plate? Well, let's let's bring Rowdy Jordan and Tanner Allen back to back and see what happens. Rowdy Jordan ropes one into center field, gets over the center field glove. Rowdy Jordan thinks it's going to be a triple. Hatcher stays at third. Rowdy gets halfway in between second and third and skirts on back. It was terrifying. Absolutely <laughs> I, terrifying. When I saw that, I was like, here comes a bomb. Like I, it didn't matter that who was stepping up to the plate in that moment and Mr. Allen, but when I saw the chaos of all that, we're almost running into an out. Then they're not there for the backdoor play to, to get the out. And surviving all that, I was like, oh, I mean, it, if I could have bet a million dollars in that moment, like the ne- bet the next true outcome, I would have put everything on hitting a home run. Yeah. And that's and what we saw. You got Rowdy and Hatcher and then TA. So the senior class comes to the plate, basically. And you got two on, one out, Tanner Allen. It's 1-0. You got your dipping dots. Kenny Powers guy comes in. He's one of the hotter relievers in the game. And he comes in 
And right as he starts his throwing motion, the announcer goes, don't, don't hang a slider here. Don't hang the slider. Don't give him a good pitch to hit. And it was a middle, middle, flat, hanging slider. And Tanner Allen roped it. It was a, it was a line drive right over the bullpen fence into right field. And he rounded the bases like it was just a regular season game. Yeah. He hit a home run. He did a job. He's going to home plate. He's getting back in the dugout. That's what it was. They took the lead after being no hit for seven and a third. And it's the eighth inning with one out. You had five outs to play with and Tanner Allen ropes one. It was an absolute laser beam hanging slider. TA did what TA did. He's the SEC player of the year. He's hitting 390, bunch of home runs, bunch of stolen bases, bunch of triples. You knew in one way or another, Tanner Allen was getting on base and he was driving in those two runs to at least tie the game. And he took the lead. And then they had a couple more really good at-bats, and Scotty DeBrule drive, drove uh, another run in. So you're up 6-4, heading into the ninth, or heading into the bottom of the eighth, sorry. And the butthole clenches one more time because they hit a pop fly into left field. Braylon Skinner's chasing it, and the wind took it. Everyone thought it was a pop fly. Braylon Skinner thought it was. He charges after it, just misses it at the wall. 6-5. Now, if you're a Mississippi State fan like me, you know how this goes. Comeback happens. You take lead. You need four more outs. Things are okay. Things are great. But in the deep insides of your soul and your being, you know something bad's about to happen. Well, enter Landon Sims. See ya. Four outs. Landon Sims just mowed him on down and didn't even have his velocity. He only got up to 91-92. He's so tired from the Sunday game where he threw 60 pitches nearly. He comes in, he does a job. The Bulldogs sit 2-0 in the winner's bracket. Sitting pretty. They're sitting team pretty. Team of destiny, dude. Just say it. Just say it with me. They're the team of destiny. It's okay. There's nothing that can go wrong. There's nothing. Absolutely zero. You're in the driver's seat. You got Landon Sims, some psychopath that doesn't let anyone take a, a breather in the batter's box. He throws nine pitches in an inning. They're all strikes. And it was all done in nine seconds. You have this lefties that i tweeted about in february that just are like morphed in some fucking machine down in starkville you just make this perfect clone of all these freaking little lefty batters that don't get out you have this pitching staff that's relentless and just filling up the zone whatever bernard dude the fellow through the game one in texas stone 88 cut piece that moved like fucking craig maddox i was like what is going on here 21 strikeouts later i'm like this sucks like you're the team of destiny it's okay you can say it i know i look and this is this is me being unbiased. I know the successes of the, the failed successes of all the past teams have you shook. But this team's gonna win it all. Yes. This, team's this gonna win entire all, university, Mississippi State University, has zero national championships in all sports. How are you telling me that the team of destiny That's is here? Why, 20, dude? It's so here. Des, Des, twenty eighteen. Mississippi State Bulldogs, they march in. They are the Virginia of this tournament. They march in. Shouldn't have been here. Halfway through the season, they turn it on. All of a sudden, they're in Omaha. They win the first game pretty handedly. Mississippi State walked their first off in uh, 2018. They get to the second game, and they mow over UNC. Virginia was up for nothing. I was seeing 2018 Mississippi State vibes all over the place. And then, about the fourth inning, I realized this was 2019 Mississippi State. Mississippi State down 4 nothing to Auburn all game long, bottom of the ninth, two outs, 
five runs come across the plate. Multiple errors by Auburn. Panic-induced for Auburn fans. I'm sorry if you're an Auburn fan and you're listening to this because that's got to hurt really bad because I talked to this guy at work. He's a big Auburn fan, and he's like, I'm still pissed off about it two years later. I mean, so I'm, I'm skeptical is what it was because remember the last podcast, I was here smiling. I was confident, wearing a Texas hat. It was good vibes all around. Tuesday morning, I woke up at 4.15 with my heart rate in like the 130s. I was nervous at 4.15 a.m. The game didn't start for another 14 hours. What am I supposed to do with that? I'm still nervous, and I'm still in shock from last night. It, it just didn't make any sense, but it did. It made perfect sense at the same time. If that makes – it makes no sense, but – that's where my head's at is like, that shouldn't have happened. And then I'm also like, well, yeah, it's Mississippi state baseball. What do you expect? So. I mean, you have Virginia or Texas, right? Tomorrow we have the elimination game. Um, Virginia's offense has put up 13, 12 hits in two games. Like they've been hitting the shit out of the ball. Um, Texas needs, I think Pete Hansen is going to start. I'm like 99% sure um, that's going to happen. But when you talk about the fear and as a fan, I I'll, I'll go through it. I mean, I, I planned and hand up on me. I said, you know, we have a return. I knew my return flight was that day. Um, the 22nd. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to do the early flight out of my undisclosed location. And because I think Texas is going to win and they're going to have the night game. <laughs> so shame on me. Uh, I had uh, to watch uh, a game cast on a flight um, and watch the game and have you update me. And um, that wasn't fun. And I'll never do that again, but uh, that sucked, but beating Tennessee is always great. And I know it was a battle of the UTs, battle of the oranges, blah, 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 blah. That Texas game early on was drunk. It was like a, a heavyweight fight where they, they, the two fighters didn't move from the center of the ring, just throwing punches and elbow. It was just like a street fight. And we had coaches being worn. We had one of our best social clips go viral. Um, and Texas emerged with a win in elimination game. Um, they're not going to in a barbecue, which was, I was absolutely petrified that that was a, in the realm of possibilities because how much shit I talk about the SEC glad we beat you know this meant that win just meant more during that afternoon to us and now virginia lurks and virginia lurks and um i i don't know i i, I feel confident going in there will be the will be the favorite in vegas but virginia's been hitting the ball quite quite a bit so i feel confident uh, in texas i think virginia has run out of juice they've had 20 something hits over the last two games Texas has great pitching. Mississippi State did not have a great starting pitching appearance from Christian McLeod on Tuesday night, um, but they had Which is kind of shocking. It's – he's uh, – I know Christian, and for some reason this year he's been hit or miss. Last season he had okay. stud after stud after stud after stud game, and this year he comes in, he beats Texas in the first game, looked great. The curveball was – cooking no one could hit the fastball it was like christian javier like invisible and then three weeks later he has a dud and he only pitches one inning and then two weeks later he does it again and three weeks later he does it again it's just 
you never know what you're going to get with him right now. And that's concerning for later on in the tournament if Mississippi State does make it. But yeah, they didn't have a great start. They had seven other studs coming out of the bullpen and Virginia was still getting hits. That's the thing. They kept getting on the board. They kept getting on the bases and the bullpen only gave up one run in what was it? Seven and two thirds innings, I believe. So shout out to the bullpen. Most pitchers used in a college world series game ever. They've also set the single season strikeout record for a, a pitching staff. Another record broken by Mississippi state. Not a big deal. Did that against Texas with 21 strikeouts with two pitchers. Pretty good. The pitching is tremendous right now. And if you can get away with your starter only going one and a third, one and two thirds, and get away with a win, it it is a lot like what you're saying. The TOD, I'm not going to say it, but I, I just, I don't like I that. It. I don't like it, but. No, I think, I think you're right on the path because we talked about our two teams being the honestly the teams because they, they have three guys that can go for, on a Friday night for anyone in the country that's part of the rotation they have back-end guys that are capable of shutting down innings coming in shit Tanwick came in the, in the fourth I believe on on an elimination game and, and went the distance after that I think it went five and two thirds five and a third yep um you have you have guys that could step up and do that and these teams are built like that and their offense you know can rely on the on the home run ball if they need to, but go, can go base to base, gap to gap, you know, a, a lot of hustle baseball. And so we just talked about, other than having a, a being the hottest team in the country like NC State is riding this hot wave, the recipe for success in Omaha is being built like that because we're about to see the real grind in Omaha. I know everyone loves, you know, these early elimination games, but once you get to this, this situation where, you got to double dip a team to go to the, to the world series final. Um, that's, that's, that's going to be potentially two games. And then you got a, a follow-up of potentially three after that five games in, in a short period of time, you got to be built. You got to be built different. And, and yeah, we've seen it, you know, teams getting hot and just riding that wave and just there's that sort of, sort of energy, but typically teams that win in Omaha are built with three horses, three or four back end guys. And, and a, one of those being a stopper. And so uh, the real grind of Omaha is truly, truly about to start. And let's talk a little bit more about the other side of the bracket and some little head coaching news right after this. And welcome back to the Road to Omaha podcast presented by Apollo Media. If you haven't already, hit that follow or subscribe button on wherever you listen, Spotify. Apple, Stitcher, Megaphone, wherever you get your podcasts from, hit that follow or subscribe button. Leave us a review. Tell us how we're doing. Tell us if you hate me talking about Tennessee and how sucky it was for you to go to and barbecue or how I hate Ole Miss and you're an Ole Miss fan and you hate me. I'm all ears. Let me know. And Des, on the other side of the bracket, we got Stanford and Vandy tonight. They they, uh, have a first pitch in about 30 or so minutes. So we will Yep, Vandy and Stanford in about 30 minutes, and uh, we're not going to talk about it because when you're hearing this, you're not going to care anymore because you're already going to know what's happening, and we're going to talk about that on our next podcast. But NC State, if we're going to talk about Team of Destiny, (laughs) NC State, wow. You're coming in. Me and Dez talked to all sorts of shit. Wolfpack fans were in my mentions. They found my Twitter somehow, and five to ten people just blowing it up. 
talking about, oh, what do you think about the Wolfpack now? I'm like, yeah, they're good. Sorry. I didn't know. We thought they were going to come in and go to and barbecue. We thought they were riding a little too high after beating the number one seed. But now they're sitting pretty in the winner's bracket. They're 2-0. and They're awaiting the Vandy and Stanford winner. And they got to lose twice before they can go home. And I don't see that happening. Their pitching's too good. They, they scored just enough runs. It doesn't matter how many they score at this point. They're winning like three to two ball games, two to one, one nothing. And then they also won their first game, what, eight to four, seven to four. So NC State, congrats. You're riding high. I hope it goes well for you because a state versus state matchup in the College World Series would be really cool, but I'm not counting on it. One of the states will probably lose, and it's probably going to be Mississippi State in Mississippi State fashion. But NC State, riding high, they showed out in Omaha, I will say. There was a lot of Wolfpack gear, a lot of red, red and black going around. Um, They did not play on the day that I was there, but they were there. You could see them all over town. They were in all the hotels, including the Tennessee and the Mississippi State hotels where I ventured in between. And they're riding high. I don't know. I I don't know if they can get any higher. Like, can you be more confident in your baseball club? No, I, I, I think you have a team that beat, beat Arkansas, right? Um, there, took care of Stanford handedly, and then beat Jack Leiter and Vanderbilt. And I, I just think that type of energy that you have as a team at this point, it's, it's so even kill. It's so, um, uh, let me describe it like this. We had a team, it was my sophomore year. We were 10 games below 500 going to the conference tournament, won the conference tournament, advanced to, or since we won our conference tournament, advanced to regionals, win there. And we go to the opening round of the NAO World Series, and there's teams all over the kind of Oklahoma City, um, Bellevue, and uh cal san marcus all in our in our region i guess or second region and all those teams had 50 wins and we we literally limped into the tournament at like 24 and like after after winning the conference tournament i think we we're like 27 and 32 but at one point we were like 20 and 32 and i can't tell you the looks we got like it was like you shouldn't be here at all but we were riding such a wave at that point. It didn't matter. We were, we had won, you know, our last six, seven games. We're like, fuck it. We're seven and oh, like who gives a shit what we did the other 60, 70 games. We're seven and oh in our last seven. And we ended up, if it wasn't for a misplayed ball in the center field, we would have gone to, you know, the world, the NAI world series. And so we had a showing there and it was a really, it was really, really, really good NAI teams. And uh, we didn't deserve to be on the field. Like, and I'm not saying NC State doesn't deserve to be on the field. It's just this energy you get as a team that you can't compare unless you play the sport before. And it's, it's dangerous for the other teams for sure, because uh, I, you got to think they feel great. And if, if Vandy wins tonight, um, you're going to face rocker lighter again. Um, you, and you're in the driver's seat. Obviously you got to get, you, you have to get beat. You got to get double dip. Or uh, you have Stanford. I I love my chances against NC State over Stanford if it, if Stanford is a team that emerges. So um, you just got to be right one time and in, in, in once you're in the driver's seat. So the team is relentless. You could saw it in game one, 12 hits, and then you sell them in a, in a pitcher's duel. Uh, I believe it was a freshman, right? It was a freshman that went for them? It was, and uh, he's pitched it, like three straight. 
incredible games. Yeah, I mean, I'm just telling you, like the moment moment's not too big for these guys, and kudos to them. I know we shitted on them, but hand up, we were wrong, and I think we're both comfortable saying we were wrong on that. Yeah, and the other side of this is that they're sitting pretty, and all of a sudden Kumar Rocker and Jack Leiter come in and just it's tough deal, deal your life away. That's another scenario that could completely happen where Stanford comes in and puts up a billion runs and they're they're tall six foot five lanky guys with tall socks and mustaches come in and put you down as well so there's two scenarios NC State we're rooting for you we love a good Cinderella story and NC State fans you definitely showed out in Omaha so it'd be cool to see you guys there as opposed to Vandy because I swear to God if I have to listen to the goddamn Vandy whistler one more time I'm gonna lose it I I have to watch their games on mute because I hear the and then the, yeah. the claps, yeah. it's the worst. And I've been pissed Dude, off since like 2016. He's so committed, though. Dude, he's so good at it. I hate it. I don't it. care. It's so annoying, but. Take your whistling and go be a swim coach. Dude, it just means more. Be a track Dude. coach. Use the it whistling elsewhere. More. It doesn't mean more, though, in Vandy, because they only have 3,000 fans in their stadium, and their stadium's stupid. They have an all-turf field. They, they wear like army green on Sundays. I don't like them. I yeah. don't. I don't well, care. It doesn't mean more there because you don't have fans. You have smart people. I mean, I want, I get I want the dumb, Look, athletic, stupid fans. I want all those Look, people. I get it. You and NC State right now are vibing. You're both the teams of destiny. All the pressure in the There's world. There's only one team of destiny. Pro- Look, all the pressures on you guys to close it out and finish it. And I, I like my team's a little. You know, fuck it. Why not? Why not us? You know, it's all the pressure is on these two teams right now. Me in the driver's seat. I just, I wouldn't want to be in that situation. I really wouldn't. I like being in elimination games. I like living and dying by every pitch. I don't, I don't like having this game in my back pocket. I mean, that's, I mean, that may be what you want. That's fine. That's cool. That may be your jazz, your cup of coffee. What I'm saying is don't get comfortable in Omaha. Weird things happen. Des, I haven't been. Weird things happen for Team since and Destiny. Sunday morning. <laughs> I have not been comfortable. I am shaking in my boots every day at work, at my house, in my sleep. I don't rest well anymore. This is terrible yeah. for my health. And, and it's awesome. I love every second of it. But every time I move, I, I need to get a massage every day because I'm so tense. I'm, I'm tensing up my shoulders all the time. I'm just nervous all of the time. And that's Mississippi state sports for you. And that's being a fan of college baseball for you because it's terrifying. You get to Omaha and you're like, yes, we made it. Fuck. We got to play like six games and we have to win. What is it? Five games. You have to win five games to win a college world series. And they are the most five. They're the most stressful five games of all time. And you, if you win five in a row, congratulations. Good for you because holy shit, if you sweep at a college world series, that's incredible. That's usually not going to happen, but it could happen this year. You have two very good undefeated teams, but you also have, I'd say three really good one loss teams right now. And all three of those teams with one losses could potentially win. Virginia hell could, they could win. We we have no idea. It's, it's going to be interesting, and this is where I think the tournament really turns on now uh, after that first wave of elimination games happened. And we, we touched on the, on the teams being knocked out already. But 
Tennessee, who who didn't show up, I mean, they just didn't show up. Um, they got their coach. Uh, it looks like he's going to stay put. There's some, you know, mumblings on the street that he could be in line for that LSU job. And um, you had some details you wanted to share about that, right? Yeah, so inside sources right here. We flew into the airfield and at about, I'd say, 2 o'clock on Sunday afternoon. And guess whose private jet was there? Big, bad LSU Tigers. The Big, bad LSU Tigers had a private jet there. It was humongous. Like, you could definitely see 20 people on there. LSU on the tail, LSU on the wings, LSU on the front of it, purple, gold, white. It was all over the place. And I was like, yep, they're here to talk to old Tony Vitello. At Tennessee, I, that's exactly what I thought because my mom was like, why is LSU here? Are they playing? And I was like, no, they're not playing. Um, I think they're trying to get a coach. And maybe they were. Maybe they weren't. Maybe they were there for the swim team that they don't have anymore or I don't know. It was confusing to say the least. And I I thought that Tony was going. I thought he was going to LSU. thought he was going to have – all the money in the world, the best facilities, the best stadiums, all that kind of stuff. I thought he was going to just take kind of the easy road if you're experienced as an SEC coach already and good at recruiting and know how to handle yourself in an SEC play. That's going to LSU, Arkansas, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Florida, all of those places. That's a great place to go. But he's going to stay at Tennessee, and he's going to build something. So inside sources, a.k.a. Ben Upton from 11.7 Podcast, tweeted out today that Tony was offered 1.5-ish mil from Tennessee and well over two from LSU per year. Woo! That's, that's some change. That's some cheddar. That's some change. And that's some, I'd be saying, go Tigers. That's, if, I, if I got that call, <laughs> woo, I'd, I'd be throwing on my purple. Goes like, go Tigers. You're just hanging out with all uh, Gojo. It would have meant more. It would. But he's going to take the high road, and he's going to take the hard road, which – as a competitor and as someone who likes to earn things, I I, get I see it. no problem. And he said he would take the Tennessee job if they agreed to upgrade the stadium and facilities and weight rooms and all that kind of stuff at Tennessee. Tennessee, I think they hold about 4,000 fans right now in their stadium. And in an SEC school, you're down there with Vandy in Florida and capacity realm and that's not really where you want to be you want to be closer to Ole Miss Mississippi State Arkansas having close to 10,000 people in your stadium it means more it's more fun and he's growing a program they made it to Omaha they won 40 plus wins in the regular season they made it to the final of the SEC tournament they kind of they got kind of lucky in the regional they they got a lucky uh, grand slam against my right state guys but they're I mean, here. they emerged. They emerged from that that regional that we said that was to be the death regional. Right, and they did. They did all the right things. They completely earned it. And baseball, you have to be lucky sometimes. Sometimes you have to have that one pitch that happens to hang over the plate, and you knock it out, and you score four runs. I get all of that. And he's building something. They they knew how to win this year until they got to Omaha, and maybe the moment was a little bit too big. Maybe he wanted to keep grinding. Maybe he wanted to win two games next time in Omaha. Maybe he wants to win the College World Series. I'm sure that's what his goal is, but you got to, sometimes you just got to go a couple of times in order to get a feel for how big yeah. that moment is. It is a, it's a it's, minor league park. It's, it's 24,000 people. It's there's rabid fans. You have both fan bases there. It's not necessarily going to be a home game, no matter how well your team travels. 
you're going to have Texas fans here. You're going to have Mississippi State, Virginia, Bandy. All these fans are going to be there. So it's not necessarily going to be a home game. And maybe the moment was too big this year. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe they just ran into two buzzsaws of Virginia and Texas. That's completely possible. But he's. it, it appears that he's going to be staying in Tennessee, going to be taking less money and building something. And we might have another SEC juggernaut on our hands in a couple of years to go along with the other six that they already have. Texas A&M's building. They're going to add more to their stadium. It's going to be chaos. But the SEC East, yeah. it might be a, a three-headed monster with Bandy, Florida, and Tennessee in the next few years. Yeah, I think with Bidesall staying there, and I think you nailed it because sometimes you got to teach teams how to win, and that just comes with experience. And um, I think you're paying dividends now with that as Mississippi State fans. You know, you've those young guys are now seniors. They've been there. The moment hasn't been too big for them. And we saw that with their comeback win. And like you said, when Allen hit that bomb, he just put his head down and was trying like it was a normal home run. Um, where other guys would have been literally crapping themselves in that moment or, you know, trying to pull off their uniform because they're so jacked from, you know, putting their team up in that latest situation. So you can't really teach that. You got to experience that. And I mean, shout out to him for turning down more money. I'm sure he's going to get repaid throughout throughout time by Tennessee. And that team's going to be really good, I think, throughout these next few years. And um, the other aspect of it is just the villain card. Like, if you would have left Tennessee after going to the College World Series to go take the LSU job, the game's back in Knoxville. That makes me bricked up. Like that crowd would have been so raucous and so electric when you had a coach leave to take uh, a lesser team. That's what LSU is right now. Um, but for more money, and they would have came back and played. Like at any point, if it was if it was just a, in the in the conference room too, like that would have been that would have been a cool thing to see. It was also the team that they beat in the super regional. Correct. Yeah, they played LSU in the super. So. It would have been fun. It would have been fun, it but I'm, been. I'm excited to see what's going to happen with Tennessee. I don't like their orange. I don't like their smoky gray uniforms or anything. I don't really like their fans, but I'm excited because SEC play, it's better. It means more. And to have another juggernaut in there. Oh, buddy. I'm excited. Whatever. I'm Whatever. just excited I to come back on this podcast yeah. next January. Let's and we're just talk cheering for, let's keep cheering for all our rivals. Let's just all hold hands no. and skip around and cheer no cheering. For our I just, talked for 30 seconds about how much i hate tennessee look i get it it's it just means more and i don't understand it and i feel like the meme of of squidward up in the tower watching spongebob and patrick out there all the it just means more people frolicking along and i just don't get it as we're gonna i'm not jealous next year we're gonna put it on the road to omaha pod card and we're gonna go to starkville (laughs) okay for a whole series we're gonna go to the best series we have whether it's okay, we're not it. going to have Arkansas, we're not going to have Ole Miss, but we're going to have a few good teams come to town. Maybe we'll get Vandy to come to town. We're going to go to a good series, and we're going to go Friday and Saturday night where it's going to be bumping, and you're going to smell the this beautiful barbecue smoke that's coming over the left field lounge, and you're going to see the Triple Crown Club. You're going to see the Omaha Club. You're going to see the, the rooftops. You're going to see it all. I'm going to take you, and we're going to go, and you're going to understand it. I, I I would love that. I absolutely would love that. I'm not putting on that god awful maroon, but I will love to. You can wear white. That's all. fine. That's completely fine. 
Also, I will say in Omaha during the Texas game, there was two full sections of Texas fans in burnt orange along the third baseline, and they were loud. They were very loud. When Mississippi State scored the runs, I felt like I was back in Starkville. It was incredible. Y'all, yeah, you guys traveled very well. Um, I was reading the, the message board perusing. There's a lot of unhappy people um, with the, the first night's turnout. I think they turned out well for the Tennessee day game, elimination game. So I'm interested to see what we're going to have tomorrow with, with Texas, Virginia playing and um, the crowd that we have. I, I think a lot of our crowd was hoping to be into the weekend um, by now to travel out there. So they may have to make their trip a day early. Um, but I think tomorrow's going to be a great game. Uh, I'm, I am worried. Um, I think Texas is the better team, but um, Virginia's in the hell out of the ball. And I don't know what the repercussions of the choke job they had against Mississippi State. I mean, it doesn't matter coach speak, player to player speak, whatever. You have a dude that is on the bump, who has a no hitter, you're seven and a third, you're five outs away from being in the best spot you could be this far in Omaha, and you blow it the way they blow it, and you ran through how many pitchers you ran through. I think. Just film-wise, Texas would be able to see all their guys that, that you know, they're going to throw um, if, if they do a film study before the game. And so, I don't know. I I, I'm, I think Texas is the favorite, but things get weird in Omaha. Expect the unexpected. Yep, so Stanford and Vandy are getting ready to throw their first pitch in about 20 minutes here, 15 minutes. And you got Texas and Virginia in an elimination game tomorrow when you're listening to this. It's fun. Omaha is great. Highly recommend going. You, if you're a college baseball fan, if your team makes it, preferably make that your first visit. Do the whole planning a week in advance. You, you win the Super Regional, you got about not six or seven days to figure out how to get there, where to stay, get tickets, all that kind of stuff. Another great thing about Omaha that I will say, I sat 25 rows up behind home plate tickets, like $130. When you're going to a World Series game, it's not bad at all. You're, if you want to sit behind home plate, you're, you think you're going to pay five hundred thousand dollars, something stupid per ticket. It wasn't bad. One hundred thirty dollars, I know, isn't really inexpensive, but for a game like that to go to the College World Series in the Mecca, it's it's really cool, and, and it was and really close. affordable. So, and it was our two teams, one, two. I think, like I said, the best teams there. Um, and you saw a uh, Carrie Wood performance. Yeah, historic. I, I mean, I know we're winding down, and I just, I, I can't, I can't. We'll repost it. Your video that you sent me. <laughs> so I was at an undisclosed location. I and I Facetime Stony, and obviously we talked. Um, he was leaving the stadium, and then he did a little content video, which the young young page views over here is killing it. And uh, the most disrespectful thing anyone's ever done in my life, orange down in my face. Look, I think you stared in my soul for like, you're just kind of like, okay, what is he going to do? What is he going to do? And then it was just so quick, horns down. Um, you know, touche, sir. It's like Hopefully 0.8 of a second. That's all look, it was flashed for. <laughs> look. 0.8 of a second. Kudos to you. You're in the driver's seat. We'll, we'll touch. Hopefully, hopefully by the next time we record, we're talking about our team's playing. So. We'll so see. truth be told, on Saturday when I was getting ready, I was like, you know, I'm not going to throw horns down. I'm never going to – I don't do that. I like to toy with it online. I don't do it really. I did do it back in February for a picture after Mississippi State and Texas played first game of the season. But when I sat down in my seats, there was no one to my left to start. There was two empty seats. 
bottom of the first inning, there's two outs, two Texas fans come, a husband and a wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever. The guy sits next to me and his girlfriend, wife, whatever, sits right next to him on his left. And as they're sitting down, she literally says, if this fucking guy on my right throws the horns down, I'm going to punch him square in his face. And I've never <laughs> once... I've never once wanted to throw horns down and double horns down right in her face at that oh. moment in time. And I didn't do it. I took the high road. I never once looked at them. I never oh. once cheered in their face. I just let her be. And so she you're was telling upset. me you took, you took out all that anger, nine innings of anger and excitement and joy. And I was your punching bag. That's what I got out of what you just said. Well, then I, on Saturday, I was thinking about if, if they were to win, which they did, I was like, what, what can I put out on Twitter? We're, we're in the content world. I've got to start doing more video. We put out a poll on Apollo. Everyone wants to see video baseball content. So I'm just thinking, you remember that video back in what, 2018? And Gronk and Tom Brady are walking to the buses underneath the tunnel of a stadium. And they're playing Bad Boys for Life by P. Diddy. Puff Daddy, whatever his name is at this day and age. And I heard that riff. I played it on Saturday. I was like, <laughs> it came on Wait, shuffle. I was on Biggie no, Smalls okay, radio okay. and it came on shuffle. And I was say. like, yo, that would be cool if it were to happen. And I'm leaving the stadium. I don't think I'm gonna do it. Des FaceTimes me in a in a pool in an undisclosed location, right on the beach. It was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And you know what? I got a little upset. I was a little jealous of the scenery he was at. And then I turned around. And I saw the TD Ameritrade, oh. home of the College World Series on the scoreboard on the back of the stadium. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. So I did the shrugs. I did that. The Michael Jordan shrugs. You did. You did. It's a great and then, video. And then at the end, it was 10 seconds long. That's all it was. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. And it was just a little flash. It was a little flash of the horns down. And it might be my my supreme moment on Twitter. It might be. It's, um, it's your best. That is your best. And my best is yet to come. I'm happy for you. So this is the road to Omaha podcast. We recapped a bunch of games. We got a couple of elimination games coming up. Next time you're hearing from us, I believe we're going to record after we figure out who's in the college world series. I think that's the go-to move here. It's kind of pointless to record about two games. We might. I don't know. It, I, if, might, if, it might shake if, out differently, but if we have a matchup, I don't want to. We'll do an emergency that. pod if Texas yes. and Mississippi State end up playing on Friday, and we'll record Thursday night after Texas Virginia. If if Texas makes it, oh and I'm I'm worried. I'm not going to count on it. I'm not going to expect it. I'm going to let the game play out as it is, because every time I expect something to go right, it usually goes wrong. So. This is the Road to Omaha podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Road to Omaha pod. You can follow Apollo at Apollo H-O-U. We've got merch. Head to Apollo H-O-U.com slash store, I believe. We've got podcast merch. So I think we have five podcasts uh, that have shirts up on the store. There's other H-Town versus everyone stuff. Plenty of Astros gear, plenty of Rockets gear. Make sure you head to the store. The College World Series is awesome. Omaha was awesome. Maybe I'll be back on Monday. I don't know. We'll see. I'm happy for you. I really am. We'll see y'all soon. Horns go, horns go up. Yeah. <laughs>